through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly. Let's pray again. Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for uh, each one that's here. Uh, dear God, that's uh, given of their time to come here tonight to be with us. Lord, we pray for those that are listening in. And Lord, we ask that you would bless each one for their uh, faithfulness to gather around uh, the word of God together, the throne of God together. And Lord, we do pray again for the prayer request. We think of uh, uh, Sister Sherry's uh, unspoken prayer request tonight. We think of uh, those with many uh, physical needs that were mentioned tonight. We think of Sister uh, Sarah, Sister Carpenter, uh, Sister Barnett and others. We think of uh, those uh, traveling. And Lord, doubt no many uh, other needs uh, the, that are upon people's hearts tonight. Of course, uh, as we think of Brother uh, Wood's uh, brother, and we all have loved ones, uh, Lord, that need to be saved. And Lord, as we think about the holidays coming up and an opportunity to see some of those loved ones again, Lord, I pray... <laughs> Uh, that you'd uh, help us and uh, prepare us to be a witness to them. Lord, we thank you for our missionaries that are here tonight. And uh, Lord, continue to give them safety as they go up and down the road and uh, meet their needs uh, physically, spiritually, in every way. And uh, Lord, that uh, they would be able to get to the place you've called them in a timely manner. Now again, Lord, help us through thy word that you'd get the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so again, uh, verse 1 says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And so false prophets and uh, false teachers, amen, there's always going to be people, amen, trying to get us uh, 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 sidetracked and uh, uh, get us away uh, from the truth. Titus 1.10 says this, for there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers. Of course, we've looked at, we know the devil's the main deceiver. And so these are instruments in his hand. And then it says, especially of the circumcision. Of course, talking about the Jews, it says, boy, there's a lot of unruly, a lot of vain talkers, a lot of deceivers. But they have the circumcision. Of course, you know, back then, a uh, uh, main obstacle was, uh, you know, all the Jews following sort of them around as they were trying to start churches. But uh, who could be added to that list of, uh, of unruly, vain talkers and deceivers? No doubt uh, through 2,000 years of church history, uh, there's a lot of vain talkers out there, a lot of cults, amen. Uh, they go out and knock doors and you see them on the street as well. And so there's a lot of people out there uh, deceiving and giving out uh, uh, false uh, messages. It says, uh, bringing in damnable heresies. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we think even in, in uh, uh, people uh, around us, uh, damnable heresies, I think personally, I like Calvinism. I'd consider that a, a damnable heresy. Uh, those that uh, uh, don't believe in eternal security, uh, man, I, I'd call that a damnable heresy. Uh, can you name one? Somebody think of one maybe that they'd consider a, a damnable heresy that's uh, out there uh, that you hear people sort of pushing and uh, propagating. Yes, sir. 
Right, of course, right. Worse, yeah. Uh, we were at the funeral the other day, you know, and a guy got up to a guy got up to pray, and you know, he mentioned, you know, hey, if we just we just uh, 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 live right, you know, of course, at a at a, uh, a funeral, I try try to be gracious, but I just, you know, boom, I said, nope, uh, that won't do it, amen. Uh, worse mean nothing until after salvation, amen. And uh, they don't do nothing to get you saved. They don't do nothing to keep you saved. They just show that you are saved, amen, because that desire is in your uh, 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 heart. And that's why you got to pay attention. We, the other day we were talking out of 1 John, you know, try the spirits. You got to, you know, I, I listen when people are talking. You know, it's one thing if somebody's up talking. It's another thing if they're trying to say something, you know, uh, uh, according to the Word of God or something. Man, my ears perk up and try to, try to pay attention yeah, because, uh, you know, if somebody says something and we have opportunity, we want to make sure that we correct it as soon as we can and deal with it. And look what this statement it makes. Even denying the Lord that bought them. Boy, what an amazing statement uh, that people would deny uh, 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 the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I want to look at that again. It says, even denying the Lord that bought them. And I want to make this statement. I don't think this necessarily implies that they were saved. You know, sometimes, you know, people look at verses and they say, well, you know, hey, were they, you know, they're trying to, well, you know, these verses where people think it shows you could lose your salvation or something, you know, and they get in there and they say, well, you know, hey, you know, were these people saved? It says they were denying the, the Lord that bought them. I said, well, you know what? The Bible teaches the Lord bought everybody. That's what the Bible teaches. And let me give you some verses. Jude 1, well, let me give you another verse that sort of goes along with this. Jude 1, 4 says, There are certain men crept in unawares who were before old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So obviously... That verse isn't talking about somebody that's saved, right? If they were ordained to that condemnation, hey, for us there is therefore now no condemnation, amen? And ungodly man, hey, Christ died for the ungodly, but hey, once we got saved, we're not ungodly anymore, amen? We got a new man that was created in righteousness and true holiness, right? Turning the grace of God, denying the Lord. So we need to make sure, hey, just because it says denying the Lord that bought them, Hey, listen, they probably, you know, they might know about him, but maybe they don't realize he bought them, but they're denying uh, who Jesus Christ is and all those things. So let me give you some verses. Jesus bought everyone, if you will. He paid the price for all, and Jesus is the Savior of the whole world. So we need to make that clear. 1 John 2.2 says, He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Right there, that's pretty clear. 1 John 4, 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son, what? To be the Savior of the whole world. So it's clear He's the Savior of the whole world. But 1 Timothy 4, 10 sort of brings that down to clarification, doesn't it? 1 John 4, 10 says, For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men. But then he goes on to say this especially of those that believe. In other words, he's the savior of the whole world, but he's not your personal savior till you believe. And so uh, as it's there for everybody. He's paid the price for everybody, but you don't get in, amen, until you uh, believe. And notice again what it says uh, in, in, uh, in, in this verse here. It says, uh, again, but there were false prophets also among the people, 
There shall be false teachers among you. Now, of course, we know he's talking to these people in Peter, but you know what? Among you, boy, that includes our group. Amen. Our group, even among, you know, independent, fundamental, King James, although, you know, the premillennial preacher, boy, all those uh, big, long things we like to add. Amen. Uh, but you know what? Uh, even among us, there's people in our churches that bring in damnable heresies. There's false teachers uh, that slip in uh, uh, to our, our group. That's why it's so important, amen, again, to be able to discern the spirits and know the word of God on these things because uh, these people will try to slip in. Boy, people get up on, 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 on tangents and little things. Boy, I, I, I've been to meetings, you know, camp meetings and things, and you'll have somebody get up and, boy, they just got off on some little thing and, boy, they just go around and try to... Uh, push those things. It's amazing what people get sidetracked on. But listen, so we need to be careful and we need to pay attention. We just need to say, just because, you know, hey, just because we got all the right things, if you will, in our doctrinal statement and we, we you know, we have uh, uh, the right Bible and all those things. Listen, uh, the people like that, they're trying to slip into churches right here like this and uh, uh, create division and uh, cause clicks and things like that. So don't think that they won't be among us. <laughs> And it goes on to say, verse 2, And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be even spoken of. You see, of whom? Of whom? You see, they, 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 they will influence. They will persuade uh, uh, others. Boy, I, it's a, uh, amazing uh, some of the reasons that uh, churches uh, uh, split. And you think, man, how did how did that man or that person come in influence influence and cause a division about something that uh, really uh, uh, should be clearly understood by the Word of God? But you know what? I'm amazed after all these years that people that have been in you know been in church uh, uh, for years the things that they still don't understand. I remember talking to uh, uh, somebody one time and they were telling me about somebody else that had been in church about, uh, about as long as they have. And they said, well, the difference is, you know, we both got in, but I, 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 I grew and they didn't. You know, that's why I say all the time, hey, do you have 10 years experience being a Christian, 10 years experience walking with God? Or you just been going through the, the motions for 10 years? That's why it's so uh, important. So you can't get caught in if somebody comes in and tries to uh, persuade and influence. You know, again, I, I'm amazed at people that have, uh, uh, people that, you know, I thought were somewhat solid uh, that, that have texted me and asked me questions and said things to me. And I'm like, you know, I don't say this to them, but I'm sort of like, really? They're, they're, they're asking that question. Of course, I, you know, I try to give an answer and, and uh, 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 the best that I can. Not that I, 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 I know everything, you know, I, I just, what, what little bit I know, I try, to, I try to share. But listen, it's important to realize that these people can slip in among us. And it says, the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. You know, it's amazing that there's a God of love and mercy and grace that's provided salvation, and there is a wonderful way to be saved that people would want to be, speak evil of it. But that's the reality of this uh, uh, world we live in and the sin that has come into it. Acts 19.9 says this, But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way, before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. says, speaking evil of that way. In our day and age, listen, uh, as wonderful as our message is, 
there are people that still speak evil of the way that we, uh, uh, we, we believe. And verse 3 gives you uh, uh, why they do it. Look at this. And through covetousness shall they with feign words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumber not. Notice that word through covetousness. You see, it's all about, it's all about gain, about money. Ecclesiastes 10:19 says, But money answereth all things. First Timothy 6:10 says this. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Boy, I don't care how nice that guy looks on TV. I don't care how, 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 big, he, how, how big he smiles and all that stuff. He is, they are leading people astray. They are leading people. And you know what? You, you, you can tell because they get on TV and, and they say nice things. But you know what? Uh, I've seen a couple times like uh, Osteen or whatever, you know, he gets up and they ask him pointed biblical questions and they, how they try to, well, you know, we're all about, you know, we're all about love. We're all about that. No, you're not. If you're not willing to take a stand on a, something that's clearly sin in the Word of God, if you're not willing to take a stand, amen, on what's, uh, what's right, right, no, you don't, you don't love people. What you love is money. What you love is selling that, uh, getting another sale on that book. What you love is getting another uh, a dollar, dollar in that offer plate because if you really uh, believe and care about people, you're going you're gonna to take a stand. I don't care who's watching or you're on TV or wherever, and you're going you're gonna to be who you are, where you are, amen, and you're going to take a, a, uh, a stand. You know? I, I mean, I hope, hey, if everybody's, anybody's stuck camera, a camera in my face and a microphone and they ask me a question about that, I hope I'd say the same thing in front of that camera, you know, I might try to smile nicer. Is my hair okay? You know, maybe a little bit of that. But hey, I hope I say the same thing that I would say behind this pulpit. Amen. That I would say uh, uh, there. But it's it's about money. You see, they're false teachers. False teachers. They appear among the people as fellow believers. Right? They slip in, but they work secretly, pretending to be what they are not. They often bring in their false teachings alongside true uh, 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 doctrines. Their, they, their lives deny what their lips profess to teach, but they are full of false doctrine and they live false lives. But here's the thing. You say, well, then how come their, uh, their, their churches are so big? You know why? Because many people love to worship popular and successful people. Many people love to worship popular and successful people, false teachers. Make it easy, right? Because they make it easy to live in sin while pretending to practice a religious life. But 2 Timothy 3, 5 says this, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, from such turn away. So the Bible, there's a warning in verses one through three. You see the warning to uh, to be aware of these type of people, to be alert of these type of people, and to avoid these type of people. And again, that's why it's so important, amen, to be a student of the Word of God. But the Bible gives a warning here. Look what it says at the end of verse 3, right? Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. So here's what the Bible says. You know what? Hey, their day's coming. <laughs> their day is coming. Verse 2 talked about their pernicious ways. That word pernicious in verse 2 is from the same word that in verse 1 is translated destruction. 
You see, their destructive ways. The Bible says, talks about they follow their destructive ways. You see, their ways lead to destruction. So here, but here's the problem. Their ways are false. Their words are false. Their religion is false. But you know what? Their consequences of what they do is real. Is real. And unfortunately, it leads people astray. You know, thank God that John 3.16 is in the Word of God. Amen? For God so loved the world. And again, we love to talk about the love of God. We, we've been going through 1 John on Sunday mornings, and we talk a lot about the love of God. And so we're glad about God's love. But not only is John 3.16 in the Bible, John 3.36 is also in the Bible, which says this, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And so we need to realize the Bible, sure, God is a God of love. We talked about that perfect love on Sunday. But you know what? He is also a God of wrath, anger, indignation. You see, holiness and love demand judgment. (laughs) Holiness and love demand judgment. Listen, uh, you can't uh, truly say that, you know, you really love without discipline, without being willing. If you really love your kids, you'll discipline. Amen. You'll bring judgment sometimes when it's necessary. Right. And if a holy God really loves people, too. Right. Then sometimes. Right. He's got to judge sin. He's got to deal with it. And he's got to deal with people uh, uh, like this. And so uh, uh, he's also a God of wrath. And so he talks about that in verses four through six. Notice again what it says here. For, notice these words, verse, beginning of verse 4. For God spared not. Verse 5, and spared not. Amen. Uh, wrath uh, became upon uh, these, uh, these type of people. And look who he spared not in verse 4. For God spared not what? The angels that sinned. The angels. Yes, we know the story, amen. Uh, 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 Lucifer led the way and approximately, uh, I think, one third of the angels or whatever uh, 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 followed him. And, you know, God dealt with him. And what did he do? But cast them down to hell. Boy, that's going to be a rude awakening that those people think they're going to go to go to hell and party with the devil. Listen, they better start fearing hell because you know what? The devil fears hell. Uh, his followers, those angels, we call them demons. Demons really not in the, the Bible. We use the word demons, but they're called devils too. They fear hell. And some of them have already been cast to hell. Now, what does angel mean? Angel means messengers. We know that angels are the messengers of God. How often we see an angel show up, especially uh, in the Old Testament. Of course, uh, uh, angel, the angel showed up uh, 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 to Mary. So they're the messengers of God. So think about this. If God didn't spare these messengers when they sinned, he's certainly not going to spare the false messengers. Amen. He's certainly not going to spare judgment upon the false messengers. So notice this. Amen. When those and think about all those angels. See, they had seen the throne of God. They had seen the wonder and and, and, uh, uh, mighty things of God, but yet they turned on it and God spared them not, but brought his wrath and judgment upon those angels. And then it says in verse five, he spared not the old world, 
But save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. You see, the world of the ungodly, their way of life was ungodly. Now, remember this. Think about uh, uh, this. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, but what about the person on the remote island and this and that? Listen, all I know shall not the judge of all the earth do right. Think about this. The whole earth was flooded. The whole earth was flooded. You know, people out on islands, people in remote areas. I don't know. I don't know uh, how far uh, uh, the word got out that Noah was building an ark. But we know that the whole world. So wherever there were people, the whole world, everybody on the earth died. Everybody on the earth was judged. Amen. And so, listen, nobody, I, I, you know, can I explain all that to the last detail? No, I can't. All I know is that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. All I know is that when somebody is judged and, or, or, or cast into hell, nobody, amen, will able to say God did the wrong thing. Amen. They'll understand why they're going where they're uh, uh, going. I think that'll uh, be clear to them. So, uh, the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.20 about this, those which were sometime disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. So in Noah, God, God brought great judgment upon the earth because the world of the ungodly. And you know what? It's going to be like in the last days. Matthew 24, 37 tells us what it's going to be like in the last days. But as the days of Noah war, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Luke 17, 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. And so one day this whole earth is going to be judged again. Going to be judged again because God has to deal with sin. And then it goes on in verse six and says, and turning the cities, right? He spared not Sodom and Gomorrah. But look at this, turned it into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. So he spared not the angels. He spared not uh, the old world. He spared not Sodom and Gomorrah. But it says he, he made him in samples. And we know what an example is, a pattern to be imitated, something to be imitated. So you know what? You, and he says, look at this at the end of verse 6. Those that after should live ungodly. So what's God saying? Hey, if you imitate their actions, their way of life before God, Right. If you imitate their actions, their way of life before God, then the same judgment and condemnation will be imitated upon you by God. So listen, hey, he said look, he gave them an example. He said and he said, you follow their example, then you're going to be judged by the same example. That word overthrow means catastrophe. Literally, literally, look how uh, that, that word says ashes. I mean, he just he just burnt that place to the ground. Matter of fact, let me give you the verses. Genesis 19, 24 and 25 says this. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. God was a fire and brimstone preacher. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabited cities that and that which grew upon the ground. He utterly destroyed it. 
And so thank God that he's a God of love. But you know what? We also need to thank God that he's a God of wrath and that he deals with wickedness and vileness and ungodliness and ungodliness. Now think about that. He, he, it says again, he spared not the angels. He spared not the old world. He spared not Sodom and Gomorrah. Great wrath, right, was poured upon all the fallen angels. In fact, he cast them into hell. Great wrath was poured out on Sodom and Gomorrah. Great wrath was poured out on the whole world on that day that the flood came upon the scene. So he says he spared not, he spared not, he spared not. But here's, here's really an amazing thing. The Bible talks about someone else that he spared not. Romans 8, 32, he spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. He spared not those angels. They deserved that judgment. And he spared not. He spared not the old world. That world deserved the judgment. He poured out his wrath upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah deserve that judgment. So again, think about that. God's wrath completely poured out upon those fallen angels, completely poured out upon uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, completely poured out, amen, upon uh, that whole world. And then one who didn't deserve it, God's wrath was completely poured out on his son. That's an amazing thing. Spared not. In other words, just like he didn't hold back when he judged those angels, just like when he didn't hold back when he judged the world, just like when he didn't hold back when he judged Sodom and Gomorrah, when, 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 he, when Jesus Christ was paying the price for our sin, you know what? He didn't hold back. He didn't hold back. You know, uh, 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 Brother Adam's teaching about uh, Calvary in Sunday school. You know, and, and, and every time I think about that, you know, what, what do we, all, what do we, we always talk about the crown of thorns. We always talk about the pierced side. We always talk about the hands and the feet. But you know, but you know what? That, 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 had, that, 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 was, that was actually, if I could say it this way, that was the light part, if you will, when it comes to the suffering of Jesus Christ. That was, that was the easy part. You know what the, the Bible, you know, you, you, know, you know what? When, 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 uh, when was God satisfied? Not when, they be, not, not when they put that crown of thorns on his head. When was he satisfied? Not when they pierced his hands and his feet. When was God satisfied? Not when they pierced his side. When was God satisfied? The Bible tells you. You won't find it in the New Testament. It's in the Old Testament. Hebrews, uh, I mean, sorry, Isaiah 53, 11 says what? When he saw the travail of his soul, he was satisfied. But this thing about Jesus Christ, the wrath of God being poured upon the Son of God, this thing about Jesus Christ paying the price for our sin, well, we, 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 that, that is so, I, I, I mean, when I think about that, I can't, it just, I, my mind just has to stop. That's just beyond the, 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 trying to comprehend what Jesus Christ bore when he paid the price. Because listen, you know, we, 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 we look at those angels and we say they, they, they deserved it. 
We look at the world and we say they deserved it. We look at uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, we say that des- they, they deserved it. But when we look at Jesus, we say he didn't deserve it. But the same, the same kind of wrath, and even more so, was poured upon the innocent lamb, son of God, for our behalf. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, sin for us, who knew no sin. Why? That he might be made, we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Romans 3.26, To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just. Now what that means is that, that uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody might say, hey, I, I know what that Adam Wood did. How can you let him go? How can you let him go after what he did against you? And the, the, what that verse saying, he was just in letting him go. He was just in letting No matter what you did, amen, he forgave you and he was just in doing it. Why? Through the finished work of Jesus Christ. He was just in doing that. And the justifier, amen, he was just in letting you go. And what, before he let you go, he justified you. And the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. What an amazing, what an amazing thing that is. Listen, uh, these false teachers, God, God's going to deal with them just like he dealt with these. But how can, we, how can we look at these verses and not think of our own country? How, when we think about these the sins and why these people were judged, why were the angels judged? Because they turned their back on God. Hey, listen, America's turned its back on God. Hey, uh, uh, why was the world judged? Because it was ungodly and rejected the message of God. Hey, America's ungodly and it's rejecting the message of God. Why was Sodom and Gomorrah <laughs> judged? Why? Why? Because of, uh, of the wicked, vile uh, sins that were going on uh, and being allowed in those cities. And those wicked, same wicked, vile sins are, are being allowed and even promoted in our country and around the world. How can God not judge America? Right now, in mercy, he's holding back on America. He's holding back on the world. But the day is coming that he won't. All we can do is pray for our country. And like Habakkuk prayed in 3-2, in wrath, remember mercy. Amen. In wrath, remember mercy. Listen, no plans or politics can keep off judgments from a sinful people. So we need to realize God warns of false prophets and teachers who win people over to a false understanding of the Bible and Jesus Christ. Sadly, many people follow their pernicious ways, their destructible ways. We should heed God's warning, avoid these people, and speak out against them and their heresies. Amen. You know, people talk about taking a strong stand. We need to take a strong stand against amen, heresy and things contrary to the word of God. God is an unsparing God. Again, God did not spare the angels. God did not spare Noah. God did not spare Sodom and Gomorrah. And God, not will, God will not spare these false teachers either. But thank God on our behalf, he spared not his own Son, Christ suffered the wrath of God on sin so that those who believe in him can be justified and delivered, amen, from their sin. So as we finish up here tonight, think about this. Again, 
Help, help, Lord, help us to be able to discern the spirits and be aware that false teachers do exist, amen, and they can even slip in to places like this. And may God help us to recognize them by having a discerning spirit and understanding the Word of God, and that we would stay clear from those whose teaching does not agree with the truth of the Word of God. We must take our stand with Christ and His Word and speak to the truth in the Spirit, amen, of Jesus Christ. May God help us to recognize that, an, uh, that this unsparing God who still, even this day, must judge sin. And that God is not only love, thank God, everybody likes to talk about the love of God, but again, knowing that the, 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 the highest thing about it is His holiness. Thank God He's love, but above all, God is holy. And holiness must judge sin and deal with sin. So Jesus Christ became sin for us and bore the wrath of God, amen, on our sin that we might be justified by faith in Him. Amen. So thank God we, we, we understand, we understand why he, he judged, why He poured His wrath upon those angels. I mean, that seems pretty clear. We understand why He poured His wrath upon the whole world. That's pretty clear. We understand why He poured His wrath upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, I don't understand why he poured his wrath upon Jesus for somebody like you and me. But thank God that he did. Amen. Thank God that he did. And so while we, while we appreciate his love, may God help us to appreciate also his wrath and that hey, one day it's going to be coming. It's even going to be coming on our, our country. That's why it's so important, amen, that we stay faithful and we stay true teachers, amen, to combat the false teachers that would overtake our nation and overtake our churches. Let's pray.